Social listening is a method based on you listening to the conversations that are happening around you about your brand, about your product, about the industry. So surveys and interviews can help you understand what your audience is saying and social listening can help you like understand what your audience is saying to each other. So you might even see this in the comments of maybe like someone you consider a competitor. You might see someone talking about, you know, what their struggles are or maybe they say, "I don't like this candle because it leaves soot." And then you have a candle that doesn't leave soot. You're listening to Product Powerhouse, a podcast to inspire and empower you while you build a powerful product-based business that fuels your passion and feeds your family. I'm your host, Erin Alexander. I run an e-commerce web design agency that helps shop owners build, grow, and scale. This podcast is all about actionable strategies specifically for your product-based business. So friend, grab a nice coffee and let's chat because DIYing your business doesn't mean you have to do it alone. hey Welcome to another episode of the Product Powerhouse Podcast. It's me, Erin, your host. And today we're chatting about marketing. I love marketing. Like marketing is exhausting, but really rewarding, right? Personally, as a business owner, I love it. I hope you love it too. Or maybe you hate it, or maybe you love to hate it because we know how crucial it is to our business. Like when we're not marketing, we're not growing, we're not getting sales, we're not being effective, and it really, really sucks. But what if we could love it all the time? We could really trust the process and rest in the knowledge that what we are doing is truly effective. Well, in today's episode of the Product Powerhouse Podcast, we are covering three things you can do to have more effective marketing. And really, it boils down to just like one main concept, but we're going to talk about three ways to do the thing. (laughs) I love these vague intros. (laughs) I got to hook you, right? Are you interested yet? Okay, I hope you're staying along. So we're going to talk about putting in three things in place that will help ensure you're speaking your customer's language, hitting their pain points, talking to them to like feel their desires and directing them to the best product. Okay, before we dive into this episode, I wanted to let you know that the doors to DIY Shopify are Shopify course that teaches you how to DIY your store from start to finish is open and enrolling students now. If you go to DIY Shopify, you can check it out. It's a six module course that walks you through creating your website from top to bottom so that it looks professional and you feel really proud to share your website with anyone and everyone who will click the link, which will lead you to more sales and better marketing because you feel really good about what people are going to see. It's really effective, trust me. If you want to check it out, go to productpowerhouse.co slash DIY Shopify, and you can use the code podcast to save $100 as a thank you for listening to this show. We even have a payment plan. It's right there. I hope you'll join us. Okay, so let's talk about the key to making sure your marketing is effective, and that is knowing your customer. You're probably rolling your eyes, I know, but we're going to talk about this a little bit more, okay? So it all comes down to one thing, right? Knowing your customer really, really well. And I am positive you've heard this before. We all know about like your ideal customer, your ideal avatar, your ideal client, your dream client, your whatever. We Like there's a million different names for it, right? And if you're like me, you've probably completed a dozen or so of those like ideal profile worksheets and you've mapped out your ideal customers like daily routines and coffee habits. And you know, she has curly hair and drives a blue 
Ford Edge. Okay, that's me. <laughs> so, I, I mean, even one of mine went so far as to like have me Google someone and print out a picture of like what they looked like, which was really weird because I just had this picture of a random stranger on my desk. It was like the people in a picture frame, right? Like that come with the picture frame. It was odd. Anyways, so we've created these like fictional characters into like a fully fleshed out human that they seem real to us, right? Which is the point. It's really helping us narrow down our focus and realize that we only have to talk to one person when we're marketing, right? But the problem is without the proper information and data and research, we could be propping up the picture, the wrong little picture person, right? So they might not be the person with the actual problems that we're solving Or we might think we know what their problem is, but we haven't asked them. And so we're just kind of assuming. And there comes to be, there's a little bit of a problem with that is because when we assume, we don't know for sure. Where it's like, we're hoping we have our fingers crossed and we're like, oh, we hope this is what they want, but we don't actually know for sure. What we really, really need is to find real human beings who want and need our products like yesterday. And knowing your ideal customer as a real-life human requires objectivity. So we have to find actual facts and information and knowledge about this person, right? So traditionally, most of those avatar ideal client worksheets have you work from a place of subjectivity or what you perceive to be true. And if you're only relying on that information, it can be really frustrating when your marketing seems like it's missing the mark. And it's because your your strategies and your messaging are attracting the wrong kind of audience and turning away the right one, or they're not even talking to the right one. You're like in two totally different realms. This was really obvious to me when I got started in my design business. Like I was always talking to DIYers, but I wasn't wanting to work with DIYers. And now I've realized, oh, maybe I really did want to work with DIYers. I just thought that that wasn't the way I could do it. You know, like, so if that helps you understand that, I mean, this is like six years in the making, right? Because now I have the DIY class and I realize I love helping DIYers. But six years ago, I had no idea. And that's because I never actually talked to people. And honestly, even like thinking about these these three things that I've kind of researched and written down and, and chatted to with my content editor, they scare me. Like, this is not stuff that I love, but man, is it effective. It really helps you get into the right mindset and know exactly what people need from you. Okay, so let's talk about this. Okay, so like, what's the answer, right? How do you gain the information you need to know? And how do you create those marketing messages? And, you know, how do you figure out exactly who the right person is and what their problems are? That's what we're going to talk about. Okay, so three things you can do. And if you do these regularly in consistency, it's going to help you tighten up your message and really be effective with the message. So the number one is market research. I feel like I've talked about market research recently also, but this is maybe the easiest way, but it's also, it's the most direct way. I will say that maybe not the easiest. It's the most direct way to get the information you need. And it puts you kind of out there. So it feels a little bit stressful, but I guess if you're an introvert, you may be tempted to skip this. You know what's crazy is that I've always considered myself an extrovert, but I really don't like people asking people for help. Like I would not want to ask people to do a market research 
you know, interview with me. I've done them, but the idea of it, I do not like it. But man, are they so effective. Anyway, so if you feel tempted to skip this, I highly discourage you from doing so. Just know you're not alone and feeling uncomfortable. I feel that way too. But market research calls or ideal customer interviews are incredibly important and can form relationships that fuel you as a business owner. All you have to do is reach out to people who you know in real life that you think would benefit from your product. You could even put out, you know, a call on social media through your email list or whatever, and you, you know, book a call and chat with them for like 20, 30 minutes. It doesn't have to be long. And then you get some really great information. I love to send a Starbucks card to say thank you. And then you can ask them some really simple questions. Like, tell me about your relationship with the, you know, the the problem you're solving. Like, let's use the example of curly hair products. You know, like, tell me about your struggles with your curly hair. One of my customers sells really beautiful coffee mugs. So you could say, like, tell me about your morning routine. What does it mean to have a great morning routine? What do you struggle with the most when it comes to your morning routine? Here's some other questions. What blank is important to you? So what is important to you? You know, when you're trying to fix your curly hair, what's, what's your biggest, you know, what's the part that you really want to work out? <laughs> um, what have you tried so far? What worked? What hasn't? What influencers are your favorite to follow and why? What brands fill your home? How would you describe your style? These can also help you align your brand. They're really effective questions. Hot Jar is like a marketing research company. And uh, they have a really cool app that allow you to see how people are navigating your website. But they have a great blog post with customer survey questions. So I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but you can look for questions from Hotjar. I have the link to their list of questions in the show notes, okay? So then the second way to get more information is through a customer survey. So this would be like you create a survey on something like Google Forms or type form, anything like that, and you can send it to your customers. So market research interviews are great because you get to hear firsthand like what words a customer are using, what they are saying about their own pain points and goals and interests. But with customer surveys, you can, you know, you can ask a little bit more generalized questions. You're not going to get as much like really personalized information, but it can help you see like the broad scope of things. And then you can even leave some space for them to write, you know, longer answers, give better feedback, anything like that. These are great to send out to current and past customers who have purchased your product at one time because they already have an opinion and they already, you know, they've already decided whether they're going to purchase again, or maybe they've forgotten about you, who knows, but here's some good questions you can ask. You can ask them, what are three things you love about this? Why did you purchase this product? What did you hope it would do for you? Does your experience of using the product match that expectation? What about the product has or hasn't met your expectations? Will you purchase again? Why or why not? If a friend were to ask you about the product, what would you say? If a friend were to ask you about our brand, what would you say? Again, Hotjar has a really great list of questions you can ask and it has like over a hundred great questions that you can ask. I would recommend you keep your survey kind of short. You don't want people to have to spend like 20, 30 minutes if you're not rewarding them in some way. Like you might say, you might give a thank you coupon code after they've done the survey. That's a really great way to get them to want to do the survey. 
anytime a company sends me a survey and they offer me a Starbucks card, I give them, I give them their feedback. <laughs> That's pretty much how I fuel my Starbucks addiction is through surveys <laughs> that companies have sent me. You don't necessarily have to go that far. You know, usually the companies that send them to me are huge corporations. I just did one for Thinkific, my course platform, and the survey was a little bit longer. It took me like 15 minutes and they wanted some, you know, detailed questions or answers, which was fine because I knew I was going to get 20 bucks of Starbucks money. (laughs) So for you, if you just did like a quick thank you, maybe like give 10% off or give a free shipping coupon code that's good for a week or two, that would be a really great way to say thank you and get more replies than if you don't give any any kind of incentive. You absolutely don't have to. People will take the time to give feedback even if you don't offer an incentive, but I just kind of like to sweeten the deal a little bit because they are taking time out to give you valuable information that's going to help you sell more in the future. So I think it's kind of really nice. Okay, so then the third thing you can do is called social listening. And you might not have heard this before, but it's really easy. And I just think it's kind of something to name it, but social listening is kind of like when you take market research to the streets, like, Social listening is a method that's based on you listening to the conversations that are happening around you about your brand, about your product, about the industry. It's not always specific to you. You know, you might be hearing people say, you know, maybe you are in the curly hair industry and you hear people talking about the, you know, the main struggle they have is frizz. And you're like, well, I have this idea for frizz. So maybe I can fill that gap as an example. So surveys and interviews can help you understand what your audience is saying and social listening can help you like understand what your audience is saying to each other. So you might even see this in the comments of maybe like someone you consider a competitor. You might see someone talking about, you know, what their struggles are, or maybe they say, I don't like this candle because it leaves soot. And then you have a candle that doesn't leave soot. That doesn't mean you're going to go reply on their comment, but you know that you could fill that space in the market. That can be one of your messages, messaging points because you know that that's a problem other people are having. You see what I mean? Social listening helps you with a few things. It helps you see gaps in your messaging and in the marketplace that you could fill. It helps you see how your customers and or potential customers are talking about your products, your industry in real life when they don't know you're listening, right? Like it's imagine them as like a a panel group and you're behind like the the what the one-way window, two-way window. What is that called? One-way mirror two-way mirror. I don't know. (laughs) So you can also learn how your customers are using your product and sharing with others. You can learn what is important enough to your customers to share with others. Like you might see why are they sharing this and what are they saying about it? That's a big one. You can tap into the language your customers are using. So it's really important to echo people's words back to them because that is when they hear that repeated, they're like, oh, that's exactly what I said. Like just this morning, my friend said to me, oh, this day was made for Lizzie, my daughter. And I was like, that's exactly what I said this morning. And it was like, we were both laughing about it, you know? So it gives you that like strong connection when you use the exact same words. This is also a great way to identify opportunities for collaborating with, you know, this could be a great way to collaborate with influencers or other brands or even customers. You know, you might see an influencer saying, hey, I, you know, have this problem and I bought this product and it's not solving the problem. And you're like, oh, my product can solve that problem, there's potential for you to reach out there, you know, offer them a suggestion and possibly 
collaborate, right? So if you remember, we just talked about collaborating a few weeks ago. I've linked to that episode in the show notes. There's a lot of cool ways to collaborate with business owners to help you grow your business. And social listening and just kind of seeing what's available can be one way to find really great ways for collaborations. Okay. So getting started with social listening can be as easy as just like following your customers on social media, looking at the comment sections of other people in your industry, looking on, you know, a great place to do this is YouTube comments of people in your industry. You will find people's questions there. It's like a unlimited source of ways you can create content that can bring customers in for the problems that they are having. There's also some cool tech tools Like, uh, I feel like you could maybe get in to the weeds with this. So I want you to be careful. But there's also some cool tech tools for social media monitoring. (laughs) So there's software like Hootsuite and Social Sprout and BuzzSumo. They have some different tech tools that can help you kind of look at things people are saying, particularly on Twitter, which is another great place to find this kind of data. Even if you're not active on Twitter, you can use it as a resource. Honestly, the easiest way, though, is to just listen and engage with your customers, interact, observe. Seriously, just being a social human on social media, you can learn a lot from people. And that can help you with your marketing, your content, your next product launch. There's a, there's so much you can learn from that. So those are the three things. One way to really align your marketing is to buy, get to know your audience really, really well. And the three ways you could easily do this is conduct market research calls with other humans, chat with them, ask them their problems, customer surveys that you send out to your newsletter, ask people on your social media to answer, past customers are great. And then third, social listening, just really, you know, sitting down, looking at what other people are saying in your industry, what other people are saying about your types of products, and using that to fuel your marketing, and your messaging. Once you do this, it's going to be so much easier to create social media posts, newsletters, and because you know what problems your people are looking for, or you know what they want out of your product. It might not even be a problem. You know that, man, they just really want to have a great morning routine and nothing feels better than pouring their coffee into a beautiful sparkly cup and just like enjoying the day you know, whatever, whatever the, you know, whatever their morning routine is, adding that step, it just makes their day. And when you know that about your customers, it's going to help your marketing. Okay. I wish you luck. Put some of this in your to-do list. Mark a day on your calendar to sit down and do this, especially if you feel like you are doing all the things and it's just not working. There's probably maybe, if you feel like you're doing all the things and it's just not working, then there's definitely a messaging, you know, misalignment and some doing some of this market research or interviews or anything to realign your message with your audience is going to be super effective for your marketing efforts. Good luck and thanks for listening to the podcast. Thank you for listening to the Product Powerhouse podcast. It means so much to me that you take the time out of your day to listen to this podcast. It's my favorite thing to create, and I am so grateful that you've taken the time to listen. If you enjoyed this podcast or you have listened to other episodes and enjoyed those, it would mean the world to me if you could take a minute out of your day to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. This helps me get the show out to more people just like you who are out there trying to grow their own product-based business.